0: This is the Sea to Sky Podcast with Alan, weaving through the issues in Sea to Sky country.
1: Welcome to another Sea to Sky Podcast. We're sitting down in front of Blend's Cafe once again with Brian Reed. Thanks for sitting down with us, Brian. I appreciate it, Alan. appreciate it a lot, really. Yeah. And okay, so you are a
0: uh, candidate for Whistler Council. Tell us, why are you running? Well, uh, I'm running because... My community members are busy with their own lives. They uh, have their families, their jobs, their children, etc. And I have that time, uh, single fellow, not married, I have the time, the inclination and now the opportunity to give that time back to the community and to represent these folks at the community
1: table. Okay, and you, now you've been in Whistler for a while, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background here in Whistler.
0: Well, uh, I came out here 25 years ago, 26 years ago, just on a holiday and fell in love immediately. Came back the following September and really haven't looked back since. Started out in the hospitality world in a way with uh, the Delta originally where the uh, Hilton is now and worked my way downstairs to work with Summit Ski for a decade. and. Got to meet a lot of community members and then uh, took that next step into a full-time employment. Uh, my girlfriend at the time said, well, if we want to keep this moving, you better get a full-time job. So uh, off I went to WRM Strata Management and 17 years later, I'm still there as the agent operations manager and, uh, again, just trying to help out those little micro-communities with uh, their issues.
1: So like you say, communities, and you've worked in Strata Management. you've got, a, So you're very familiar with the housing problem and the housing shortage here in Whistler, what what can you do? What can you do as council to alleviate that?
0: Well, I believe that uh, we haven't done enough recently to stem the problem that's going on. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are on the table right now that are going to happen in the next couple of years. If we can do anything to fast track that development so that we get those properties online, whether that be the WHA or the infill, we need to work towards that. Uh, As well, we need to look and make sure that the mix of all of these properties is benefiting what the community needs, whether it be rental, whether it be purchase, or even whether it be short-term fixed rental, which is one of the things I've talked about that might coincide with the visas by folks who are coming uh, on their working visa, that they have a place that they can live and we can turn that uh, rental over a little bit more regularly so that we have those employees that are necessary, whether they be um, wait staff, construction workers, all the different things that we need in this town. Do, what would you make a priority? Would it be short,
1: you know? I don't want to say short term, but some people are here for two years. But the rental employee housing or the housing for purchase for people that are you know looking
0: to buy a house below slightly below uh, market rates. We've got to look at both of those because we have great people in here that can't afford to buy even at that market rate, but are providing a great service. So we need to be able to offer them that rental opportunity, and at the same time, we've got other folks who wanting to take that more permanent step and start a family and and be more so with the community. So it, it does. It needs it's not just one or the other. There has to be a real true mix. And at this point with some of the new WHA, I think we need to look at more of a 50-50 mix right now. What would you pin it to the WHA
1: for the, the, this, you know, the housing there. As you're well aware of, it's been an imperfect formula over the years. Do you have in mind a formula that that might work what we could pin
0: the value of these WHA homes to? That's that's a super hard question now and and I think more so let's not pin the cost of a house let's make sure that these places that we're building are not overbuilt that they're not built to some standard that comes out of the municipal hall let's build it in a standard where it functions for what these families or individuals need you know we don't need to have granite countertops or heated slate floors we just need to have a safe comfortable roof over somebody's head at the end of a day so we don't need to overbuild, over-engineer, or over-consult these. We just need to build a nice clean place for folks to come and live. Right, since I mean they're not, they're not really, they're being marketed,
1: you have to be an employee. So... Yeah. we don't need to be to develop here and, and throw in
0: all the bells and whistles, I suppose. No, that's okay. exactly it. And and people don't want to see those bells and whistles. And you know what? If they do, they can come after the Well, I think, they, I think they do, but it's a matter of, well,
1: can you afford, if you can afford it, then, you know, why are you going in uh, the WHA
0: for housing? No, that's true. What's, what's the lowest price house on the market right now? I think it's like a million two and bringing the bulldozer right after that. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, uh, It's a little over the top right now.
1: Yeah, I think I've seen a million five for a thousand square foot A-frame in,
0: in, 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 in uh, Emerald. It does. So. It, it makes you laugh. But, uh, you know, we built this uh, beautiful resort here for these folks, so they're coming. And uh, we're finding that we are a, a bastion of uh, environment and enjoyment that the world is coming to, not just British Columbia or Canada. Right, certainly.
1: But uh, in order for that to keep happening, we need employees. So, one of the uh, I guess one of the one of the other big problems is getting enough employees now, of course, that goes back to housing because they got to have a place to live, but there are people in throughout the whole corridor so what about a commuter transportation system
0: yeah, absolutely, and uh, I know that they 've been working on that, and we need to continue working on this with more actual doing of things than talking about them we 've got a great workforce up in Mount Curry that are looking to have employment. Uh, We have folks coming from Pemberton and Squamish that are providing services in this town. We need to make that an easier experience for them, whether it is regular bus service up and down there, whether it's uh, businesses offering a commuter bus from these areas, we need to work to make that happen. And we've got a lot of these great... um, incentives ideas etc from the transportation advisory group let's start implementing these let's implement that third lane for buses coming up in the morning and going down in the afternoon so that they're not stuck in all the traffic and making it more convenient for people to take them yeah, you're not the fir-
1: you're not the first person to bring that up, but uh, you're you're obviously in favor of it. So, and and that speaks to getting on council and working with other counselors. Do you have a preference, or are you worried about finding that common ground and you know finding consensus and working together?
0: You know, no, I don't have a consensus of working with uh, specific folks. I have a consensus of wanting to work with folks who have a common sense approach to these issues that we have. You know, I'm happy to discuss any issue with any council member. I have that availability to see both sides of the discussion. Uh, in my years at WRM, we've worked hard with all of the different councils that we work at at the strata level to make decisions that are to the benefit of all of the ownership. And that's what I want to bring here is an open mind willingness to listen to what everybody says and hopefully vice versa so that when we come to a decision that it's made in the best interests of our community as a whole now you know some of these decisions
1: seem to take uh, an inordinate amount of time i mean for instance the rainbow development do, do you shake your head at that do you wonder do you have some understanding of
0: why council dragged its feet on it or you know what's your analysis of that I, I do shake my head at it, and no, I don't know why they took so long, because in my estimation, that it was a huge community necessity, and they were dragging their feet, in my estimation, for political reasons. And that's not what I believe we should be doing. We're not, I'm not a politician. I'm a community member that wants to just continue to have our community grow and develop more strongly, and uh, we need to stop with all of this added consultation levels, et cetera, and actually take the information that were provided and make that good educated decision. Not just sit back and politica politicize, I guess it would be the word, these events. Let's let's get things happening. Right. Okay. And okay, now miss Crossing
1: is one of the big developments where one of the big lands where we can see housing coming in. Do you see any other land opportunities in the Valley where we could build more
0: employee housing? Well There were these 20-some-odd proposals that came to the municipality in September and such a small minority of them got brought forward for council as recommendations as this infill housing. I believe that we have to look at every single thing that comes across the table as to what it benefits our town, whether it be three units, ten units, a hundred units. Everything needs to be given its merit and I don't believe that that's the case right now. Things need to be brought before the council in, in whatever aspect of community housing. No, no uh, proposal is a bad proposal in my mind. What about if it's an apartment block style project,
1: Where would you? what would be your feelings on that?
0: Yeah, there's that. that.
1: There's that. The reason I bring it up, there's that land, the parking lot across from Nesters. A lot of people are talking about the density that's going to be built there. I mean, what are your feelings on projects like
0: that? You know, I believe in the density, but it has to be in the right place. And there are some areas that we have that, Uh, you know, the lower lands that they're discussing in the two development for WHA. There's opportunity there that five, six-story buildings could be put up, and they aren't built to that and character coming out of the RMOW, that it's functional, it's affordable, it doesn't block people's views out there. There are areas that multi-story residential buildings can be put in place. So, yes, I am in favor of, sorry, uh, uh, existing increases to densities. Right, okay. And what about
1: increasing Whistler's boundaries? There's there ha- There's been a little bit of talk Um, perhaps working with First Nations and creating um, projects mainly for employee housing or a mix probably of market and employee housing a little bit north and to a little
0: bit the south of us. You know, it's it's worked for a lot of other resorts. Uh, Colorado comes to mind where there are little microcosms of community just outside the traditional resort boundaries that house a number of these working folk. And they're happy to be in the neighborhood of the resort, it's an easy commute to get to work, and they have the amenity close at hand that they can enjoy that lifestyle that they wanted to be involved with when they came here.
1: Right, right. Now, we are a resort, and I mean, you know, our very name, Resort Municipality, first one in Canada, actually. But... You know, there has been talk about, you know, we need other streams of revenue. We need other opportunities. We need to expand the industry. Education has been one that's been looked at and talked about for quite a number of years. In fact, Quest University first looked at Whistler before it ended up in Squamish. Do you think that's uh, a viable option? Do you think maybe Whistler should be looking at sort of expanding its uh, range of opportunities?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, I was a believer in 2011 of the university discussions there. Uh, As far as a cultural, adventure, culinary, hospitality-style focus, we're made for that. We have to find the right place to put this, but we have top-notch restaurants, hotels, adventure areas that we can develop these individuals to both assist us and then take our message further to the world and be ambassadors of, you know, better... Understanding of all of these different things, from hospitality all the way to, you know, adventure recreation.
1: So you're talking about leveraging the expertise that's already here in terms of the hospitality industry. Uh, I mean, certainly in other resorts, mainly in Europe, they do have culinary institutes and in San Maritz or Davos. So you're thinking of something along
0: those lines? Absolutely. Yeah, we have the skill here. We're bringing in the skilled people to operate our town and our resort. Let's put them to some good use. The mentorship is necessary for that next group who is eventually going to be the leaders of this town. And right now we don't see those because of the housing issue, because of the affordability issue. And if we don't find that solution, we are going to run into some big problems in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, are you worried about retaining the next generation of worse rights? Absolutely, uh, for, for no other reason than if we don't get them in here now, we lose the opportunity of this mentorship that I was talking to you about, that we have the players in place and the people in place to help develop these folks. And if they're not here, we're going to run out of that uh, that leadership group that we need to continue building forward. This town isn't just going to disappear. It needs to keep propagating itself.
1: Right, right. And, you know, and this is something else that gets talked about, uh, not just in this campaign cycle, but in previous elections where there's a worry that Whistler is going to become like an Aspen. It's going to become a playground just for the jet set, for the, for the wealthy, and we're going to lose our soul. I, does that, is that something that concerns you
0: about Whistler? Uh, it, it doesn't. Uh, I was in Colorado a few weeks ago and went to a number of different communities, including Aspen, doing some bike riding. And the underground soul is still there. You know, although the thought around the world is it is the jet-set millionaire lifestyle, there is a core group of community members that are there riding their bikes, serving the community, opening their stores every day for these folks, and they have a true community passion. You know, I found out i have been there that that term of aspenizing Whistler or that, it, it's not true. We, we, we should almost look to those folks for some of their long-term experience because they have a great core community there that is making that vibe of community come to life still. And
1: how do you feel that they're doing? Is it, th- is it through, fe- I mean, there are some good festivals, the Aspen Comedy Festival. Is it through festivals? Is it through community involvement? What
0: like what are some of the tangibles that you see that, that's working for Aspen? Well, again, when we're taking those two, we're, we're having great festivals that are being brought to the community as well, not just for the visitors that the community is getting involved with. There are great uh, biking groups that are there, developing trails, continuing to bring those pursuits to life. The community as a whole is just uh, embracing so, that so lifestyle. In, in other words, a lot of the same things that we're doing here in Whistler. We are. We are, and, and we're just uh, you know a little bit younger than an Aspen is. Quite right. a bit. Right. But we have that potential.
1: Now, just again, to change tack a little bit, there has been talk... Of uh, slate, I'm not going to name sources because it is you know it's completely an allegation there's no no corroboration and the people that have been uh that have been in I don't want to say accused but are allegedly in a slate have denied it um, but nevertheless there's going to be new faces on council and there are a lot of outsiders running do you worry about
0: potential for a slate coming into Whistler? I I don't, and I would hope that the folks who are running are doing it, you know, altruistically I guess is not the word, to just be the community member. I'm hoping that they're not taking it as a political step, but I, I want to be the best that I can be for my community. Being able to see the 360 degrees of the issue and not be super focused on issue specific items that uh, we need to look at the entire circle when we're making these decisions and to be able to listen competently completely to people for what they're saying you know and not just be pounding the fist on the table getting your point across right right okay so
1: you got uh less than a week to go what's your pitch to the to our listeners out there the voters in whistler what's your what's your final pitch to them
0: I am here to help make the decisions that are going to better this town as far as community members are involved, to ensure that the resort does not usurp the community members that actually provide the resort experience, because it's us that's doing that. I want to sit at the table and represent your views to ensure that the longevity of your families, your employment, and our town as a whole move forward in a sane manner. Right. Okay. You
1: know, and I said I said make your final pitch, but I wanted to ask you one more question. Now, you've, you've been coming to Whistler for a long time. You've lived here a long time. Since the Olympics, what are some of the things that you think that
0: have gone well and have gone, you wish that you could have done differently? Uh, you know, definitely some of the major building projects I don't feel were done... At, well at all as far as overage is some of the things uh, you know to say really good things about our municipality we have been able to manage our infrastructure quite reasonably we're doing good jobs of replacement addition continued work on that because if we don't we need you know we're gonna have trouble power water and sewer three big things that nobody's really talked about at this level Those are some main points of what a municipality is supposed to do. So let's keep doing those things great. Now when we have an opportunity when we're building some buildings, some new stuff such as the new Wayside Park building schedule for next year, let's make darn sure that that thing comes on time and on budget. It's now time that the RMOW has listened to the community and now needs to do the diligence to bring these things to fruition. And are there any amenities that haven't been built that
1: you'd like to see built? I mean, I know it all comes down to money and who's going to pay for it, but is there is there a project that we could do that you feel that's been overlooked?
0: I really like what the tennis club is talking about. They have what's referred to as the Holborn Lands back there that is uh, set for hotel development. It's another project that's been mired for years. For yeah. years and years. Uh, so it was recently purchased by a new company, and they're looking to develop that area. And uh, in exchange for some development rights and some zoning changes, they want to build a community amenity, a new racket facility that also has a community gathering place. They're talking about drop-in daycare, meeting space, an area that the uh, community can come and just sit and enjoy. And being centralized in the valley, what a great spot. Come from all different corners of the valley. It's right here in the hub of town, the heart of the village. That's something that I do feel very strongly about. Take yeah. some pressure off Meadow Park. Sure would. Yeah. You know, amongst other areas, you know, we need a spot that we can come and just sit and look at the beautiful mountains.
1: Okay. Well, Brian, thanks for sitting down with us. Are you are you optimistic? Are you you feel like you're you're in the running at least?
0: Yeah, I like to think uh, have that dark horse chance. I've always <laughs> been an optimist, glass half full guy, and um, I believe that we can step out of this. Uh, doldrums of uh, municipality versus community and take that step to foster just better improvements all the way down the line. So okay. that's what I'm here for.
1: Sounds good. And yeah. good luck. October 20th. Remember, get out and vote October 20th or you've got nothing to complain about. And this has been Sea to Sky Podcast.
0: This is the Sea to Sky Podcast. If you have a comment or story ideas, please check out our website at podcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter at to Sky podcast. Thank you for clicking us on.